Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I don't like blood. I'm sorry. I, I have don't don't apologize. I'm sorry. I apologize for what I'm about to do. I've prepared something for you. Let's see if I can remember it. Chest guts roasting on an open fire. Yes. Jack Frost clipping off your toes. <laughs> Cruel side choirs, <laughs> tide choirs being hung by a choir. And kids dressed up like sexy hoes. Merry Christmas, Paul. Oh my gosh, I'm uh, breathless right now. And I am the only person who got to see this. Matt was standing up and kind of rocking back and forth as he sung that. It was beautiful. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you. Happy holidays. Thank you. It's a second episode of our Tis the Mini Season of Uh, Christmas Horror. It's funny when you said our sec. I thought you were going to say secular. Secular? secular. Well, it is, basically. (laughs) I I hesitated to say holiday classics. Because so far, no, we're not bad in a thousand. We'll see. I no. don't want to tip my hat to Jack Frost, the 1997 Christmas. Oh. Well, uh, you know, when you opened with the song, which delighted me, I was going to just, I began starting the episode apologizing. Why? For picking this oh. movie. <laughs> oh my Gosh. Well, thank God. I, I'm beating myself up about people who spent money renting it. It's free on Amazon Prime. I watched it free on Amazon Prime, too. But <laughs> if you mm, signed up for Amazon Prime, 
in order to watch Jack Frost, spent any sort of money or effort. Do you think there's anybody out there that signed up for Amazon Prime to watch Jack Frost? I mean, I get what you're saying. Luckily, the time, maybe. The luckily time this podcast time. is not measured by the films we cover, and especially this film, because as, as we'll talk about, the tone and then the subject matter, too. Uh, for anybody with any sensitivities to sexual assault or, or even rape, yeah. Because this movie goes to some dark places, just be yeah. aware. And I'm also, yeah, I also like didn't remember that scene. So when I picked no, it last week, you, I'm also feeling like bad about picking it for that reason. But too. and this is not to defend this movie or anything. But I read about that scene, and we'll talk about it. And originally, mm. that was tacked on. Did you know that? I didn't know that. It's crazy. We'll get into it. This movie's insane. Yeah. yeah. This is with Gorley and Rust. It's the uh, sometimes cozy, not always cozy movie watching podcast where we go on at length for horror films. And uh, you can find out more at patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust. We do feature length commentaries and mailbags, special cozy awards. The best. Yeah. While we're gone over this break, we put up an episode, just a full free feature length episode on crawl not free if you don't part of patreon but you know what i mean yeah 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 crawl which was uh, a little easter egg in the previous movie silent night that's right deadly night i mean this is what happened i because silent night deadly night was kind of a uh, dark and depresso yeah i my heart went to jack frost which i saw in like Six months after it came out. So I think this was like early 1998. The movie came out in 97. So it's like, I haven't watched this for 23 and how years. how were you at the time? Like the young teenager? So yeah, teenager, yeah. yeah. Young, young Paul Rust. So I thought, let's pick a fun romp. I gotcha. Let, you know, so, but it wasn't, there. like, I will say like just top of mind, like off headlines of my experience watching this, like, there were some good parts, some craft, but most of all, 95% of my experience watching this was, it really was unpleasant. Same, but it doesn't mean talking about it ain't going to be pleasant with you because this movie probably deserves to be talked about behind its back. <laughs> we can, yeah, I picked a non-cozy movie, but we can have maybe... Well, a cozy approach wouldn't be necessarily right because if we're like, oh my gosh, what a cutie that Jack Frost is, <laughs> that'd be wrong. But maybe in our um, interpersonal, mm-hmm. we're always cozy. So Yeah, and it's not yeah. like we haven't covered non-cozy films before because you sure. can't tackle this genre without, you know, this, I mean, if ever there was a genre of films, horror movies, I would say most horror movies miss the mark. It's hard to do True. a good horror movie. We've talked about that before. And it's hard to do a good comedy. And boy, this one manages to miss both. That was the most unpleasant thing. <laughs> I think when it wasn't, not the most unpleasant thing, but like a particularly unpleasant thing was like, ooh, when you watch somebody trying to be funny oh, yeah. and they're not, but they're also smug and superior in other ways, it can be really... Uh, a grading great teen experience i'm actually excited to talk about this in many ways because i don't think we've covered a movie that sucked so hard in a way it's i think this is the the most artless movie we've covered and i'm putting the zombies in there because say what you will about those zombies and we have said plenty they're not without heart in a horrible way like a dark black barely beating heart yeah this movie is 
artless. If you like sort of um, a, a 16 millimeter sunlight yeah. shots, yeah. Rob Zombie gives you, you those. Covered. Yeah, so like I can enjoy them on an aesthetic level. This one I can't because it looks like a direct-to-rental uh, kids <laughs> movie that just like has – so it has that kind of like cheap, unsavory look. But at least with like an Air Buddies movie, you could be like, hey, it's cheap looking, but their heart is in the right place. This heart is not in the right place. And yeah, what you're saying, the most artless, I was going to ask the question, like, is this sort of, out of all the movies we watched, the most to, the worst to endure? Like, I even in the worst yeah, of like that's a good question. Other franchises we've watched, there's been a charm to the fact that we love Michael Myers and we like that they have to like sidestep the runes in the hallway in Halloween Six. Yeah, to make- I had no problem with that. Yeah, let's ask that question of us individually. Would you say that this is the hardest movie to endure? I'm trying to think. Yes, I yeah. mean, I think I um, asked that question because I do feel like for me. It is. And there was a point where I was like, oh, I was only going to do this once during the movie. I was like, I'll check the time. Mm. And in the same way when like Chris Rock has a bit about like when you're at work and you're trying to trick yourself into making work pass faster. So you're like, I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm going to clean the shrimp off the like tray and I'll only look. And then you look up and it's only like 10 minutes of pass. I was watching this. I'm like, only once will I pause to see what the time was. I paused it. 44 minutes left. It was like dead center. I was like, fuck me. This is hard. Well, for one thing, Jack Frost dies like three times. And so you keep thinking you're near the end. That is true. This thing has the balls to pull a return of the King Lord of the Rings, multiple (laughs) endings. It's amazing. At least with that, you get some like, uh, boys bouncing up and down and some (laughs) Hobbit boys bouncing up and down in a bed. It's pretty fun. This doesn't have any charm or pleasantries like that. I'm I'm tough. It's tough for me to say with this one. I think those zombie ones were so bleak. It, it, as bad as this movie is, as horribly, as tasteless as this movie is, it's not quite as oppressive as the zombie ones. So I, I think maybe the zombie ones are a little tougher for me because they really, there were t- parts in this movie like, what we mentioned before that make me angry, but the whole zombie ride made me kind of angry. Cause I felt like I was being forced to watch one man's entitlement where this felt one like yeah. just one man's, um, uh, um, apathy <laughs> or like Lark, <laughs> like, which is just as bad at times. And like I said, there was a moment in this film that's, you know, rough and, it's rough in its carelessness, if anything, you know, mm-hmm. and this movie's careless. If not, if nothing else, it is really careless where yeah. zombies films are careful. And so they're that much more intentional in their bleakness where this one is a little bit more like you can swat it off like well a mosquito said. or something. I yeah. don't know. I'm trying no, to figure no, it out myself. No, because Rob Zombie has the ability to create an impact, mm-hmm. the bleak kind of sourness is like – Six months from now, and if I was asked, like, what do I want to watch, sit down and watch? Jack I would, Frost. I, I would choose Jack <laughs> yeah. Frost before I would choose the Rob Zombie. So I Me guess that's, that says something. <laughs> and it is because of uh, its 
low budget community theater. Let's put on a show charms that ultimately would get me to go back and rewatch it. Like I do appreciate it's like, yeah, it's low budget charms. So do you know any of the behind the scenes on this? None. I haven't read up on it. And it's so funny because the last time I probably did was when I was in high school uh, and discovered IMDB's trivia and just like went through it. I probably, I know nothing about, and I know that there was a sequel and I know that the covers were, I forget the word you, you remembered fake hologram where, Oh yeah. Lenticular photos. Yeah. Yeah. But whether IMDb can be trusted or not, and it's also on the Amazon Prime X-ray, you know, like pop-up video oh, kind of thing. Okay, this was originally going to be a thirty million dollar budget film directed by Rennie Harlan. What? I can't. I some. I'm having trouble believing that. But that that's, I didn't even know a whisper of this. <laughs> that's so. What did did the. Well, you think with all the snowfall of Die Hard Two and the Long Kiss Goodnight, <laughs> our boy Rennie would have and Cliff. This was going to be Cliffhanger. No, this our was going to be his, his Snow Quadrilogy. <laughs> this was going to cap it off. Yeah, his he never quadrilogy. He never got to finish it. Our boy never got to finish it. That's also the stutters are from shivers, but also scares. Yeah. So what happened? I don't know. I have no idea. But imagine how different this movie would have been like the script alone would have been miles different i'm sure because i don't know what's happening in this thing i mean i like the idea of rennie harlan doing like a slasher horror movie so i wish it would have happened yeah also at the end it kind of becomes like a siege movie you know yeah so i could imagine any of the you know and i don't even I'm not going to say I want to marry Rennie Harlan or anything. Uh, Come on. Because, uh, but it would have, his touch would have made uh, Jack Frost a better watch. For sure. <laughs> so apparently also, according to internet trivia, who knows how much there's, there's some, I guess it's not fully understood how much of this is accurate, but. Oh, sure. I, I like hearing it. Apparently, I, I believe it. some of this was shot in 93 and 94, but definitely 96. So it, no, it was I like guess a, it took a long time to complete, <gasps> complete it. Get your heart out, boyhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to get Jack Frost through the years. They wanted that rubber one costume. They were going to age it each year. Yeah. So not age it as in like it getting older, just like it like deteriorating or that's why the antifreeze scene, it was just really time. Antifreeze, anticlimactic. (laughs) (laughs) If you ask me. Uh, Yeah. Um, uh well where do we where do we begin man i mean is does that cover general thoughts uh oh um yeah general thoughts reporting for duty major um, apathy um standing down <laughs> general thoughts uh meet major apathy uh i just repeated the thing you said <laughs> uh okay well the 93 94 just to dig into that before we this is kind of part of the general thoughts um that this was direct to rental, but oh, I don't think I realized that. Um, that makes more sense. Uh, I believe it was. It makes sense. Okay, okay. Um, but I had such a wave of relief when the first frames were. I didn't know if the credit sequence were just shot on film, but when the rest of the movie was shot on film, I 
breathed a sigh of relief because I was like, I already knew this was 90 minutes and it could possibly be crap. And just having something on film, I would say fully like brought it up on yeah, the scale of one to you 13, probably another, a number. Uh, deep water is what you're saying. You were glad you weren't in for another deep water. Just yeah. Or even like water, a late, uh, yeah. Or like a late nineties. No. And like a, yeah, like yeah. a, like a nineties kind of thing. But watching it now or thinking about it now with 93, 94, 96 eyes, that does make sense mm. that it wouldn't have like maybe possibly looked cheaper with some sort of, um, I don't know. That probably, I guess, wasn't happening until like the early oddies, right? The, it was almost like you had to have more money to shoot digitally right. early on to make it work. I'm trying to think the first direct to rental shot on digital like the first like shot on digital movie i remember watching was like a, a spike lee movie bamboozled mm. uh or like time code, time code which we yeah, talked about yeah. i think yeah uh but like the first like yeah genre cheapy exploitation movie was like 2004 i saw this like zach galligan oh. mummy movie that was like one of those like was very very cheapo jason x shot digitally was it? it was and when was that oh well that was i saw that in the spring of oh three that would be about the time yeah yeah so maybe that did precede the uh zach gallican <laughs> mummy movie it had to walk so zach gallican could run <laughs> that little mummy had to walk <laughs> so jack frost could run um the um <clears throat> um, the only other, yeah. Well, oh, oh, I just wanted to share, yeah. Um, that um, I mean, this could come up later in the movie uh, when we talk about the movie, but might as well share it now. Um, I only, I don't, I don't remember uh, any really scenes from this movie. Uh, uh, I just remember the experience that I know I mentioned last week how I saw it with a group of friends. Yeah. Um, maybe part of my love for that experience, like rubbed off on the movie. Absolutely. I got to tell you about this house, Gourley, that where I saw this movie. Originally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One of our friends had a parent, had parents who they were like wealthy landowners. They just happened to own a house across town that uh, they rented out to people. Gotcha. And for whatever reason, for a few months, they just didn't rent it out to people. And they let their daughter, who was like a senior in high school, and we were like juniors. It was a sort of group of juniors and seniors. Whoa. Just have this house. Whoa. It's a horror movie setting in its own way. <laughs> I mean, it was close to the, um, not the school I went to, but if there was like a, begrudged janitor yeah. who like if we snuck out one night and went down to the public school he would kill us or come back and try to kill us at the party house uh, but she decorated it as like a senior in the late 90s would it was like christmas lights and you could walk into any room and it was like they didn't she didn't uh you know had the taste enough not you didn't flip on the light switch and the light came on. The only light was like lamps yeah. next to kind of like cozy rugs. Warm and like, lighting, yeah. And one room would be like the room where you can go and sit in warm lighting on the floor with like kind of like 
uh, uh, um, uh, what are those called? Lordy, lordy, the big cushiony things. Beanbag? Beanbag chair. Yeah, holy oh, cow. This is cozyrific. Then you could cozy on downstairs where there was a band room where you could like play music with oh your friends God. and then come back up and there was a big living room uh, where you could watch stuff like Jack Frost that Jeez. somehow, I don't even know how it happened. Somebody just rents a movie and shows up at this house and they put it in and you can kind of like buzz around uh now some kids were drinking that wasn't my want but uh it was like a just such a little nice piece of like independence and freedom to have at a time when you kind of deserve it how many people are there would you say at this screening i'd say gathered around the house and in the room where you'd maybe turn off the lights and watch the movie for a while until people got bored and (laughs) of jack frost Mm, yeah, surprisingly, they weren't captivated <laughs> and stuck in their seats watching. Um, I'd say maybe like a dozen to 15. Wow. Yeah. This is- and you had to keep it on the low, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, the other thing I remember watching there was, um, I think the like really sad and hard to find uh jack frost <laughs> jack frost movie which oh that's what we're discussing so never mind uh it was like uh when chris farley hosted snl for the last time oh. and i remember all of us in the living room watching it and being like what's going on his voice is so hoarse oh man and they never re-aired the episode for the longest time i, I think they still haven't because it's like oh really sad but uh yeah, Jack Frost in the last episode of Chris Farley's <laughs> Tina Zanel. That's what I remember about this very you guys fun. guys are gluttons for punishment. <laughs> the trade-off. Oh my God, the it's like the big for... chill before it's time. You just get yeah. together and torture yourselves. I do love the trade-off, though, of having like Eden. Yeah. But then like, yeah. You, you have gotta, to like, sacrifice to the gods. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, this movie was shot in Big Bear. Just a stone's throw away from, uh, yeah, from our here. neck of like, the woods. We could go visit the shooting locations of Jack Frost. I would have not thought that this was Big Bear. Me either. Until I saw like that corner hardware store or whatever it was. I was like, something about that feels familiar. No, it was when the sheriff pulls over Jack Frost as a human. And I'm like, this is California terrain. I didn't think this was California uh, until I saw that. And I'm like, that's dry brush, California, San Bernardino or something. Damn. Yeah. Good eye. I thought this was like, if I would have been asked, I would have thought it was like low budget filmmaking in Denver. Yeah. Or something or only because of the, um, the actors. Just like I couldn't. I know. There's no Hollywood actors. Well, not entirely true. Yeah. And the sheriff who has been in things before. Do you know how the he sheriff di- dad? Yeah. Do you know how he died? He died not long after, well, mid 2000s. An icicle. He died in an avalanche, a snow avalanche. Are you serious? I'm serious. Did they test that snow for DNA to see if it carried <laughs> Jack Frost DNA for the reboot? That carries the soul? Soul is a chemical. That I that science. I mean, this movie is so dumb. On no, the science levels. is good in this movie. Everything else, the science checks. If if you do go through that process, your blood cells turn into snowflakes. That is. Uh, oh, I don't even know. If we want to get to that little 
sequence where they they zoom in and show the blood cells turning to that's what I meant. Yeah, to to snowflakes. Are they trying to do like a retro looking Rankin Bass moment there, or was that just like this is the stock graphics we had? Or, uh, I, I think it was the best they could do, and like whoa. it was like an animation house. This is like why my mind is blown that it's Big Bear because I just thought it was like. Yeah. On a different planet outside of Hollywood I know. filmmaking. So why they couldn't get a good uh, effects team to... I think it must have been budget because there's also like, aside from those two actors, virtually no one recognizable. Although I did look up a number of them and they've worked a lot, but mm. no one even made character actor status, really. Thank you for doing that research because when I was watching, I was like, what kind of... Stuff would I be surprised? Like, oh, one of them pops up in a Knott's Landing or something. Well, the sheriff dad, he he plays Pete Campbell's dad in Mad Men. Oh. And then in the first season, then he died. He died in an avalanche in Wrightwood at, I think, Mountain High, which is a ski resort I used to ski at as a kid. If I would have known there was a danger of avalanches, I was already afraid enough as a kid. But what if uh, the you know the sort of irony or whatever you would describe it as him dying in avalanche? What if? Because of the Madman connection, it was like an avalanche of neckties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of, of mid-century furniture. <laughs> I was just advertising slogans. <laughs> Old 60s advertising. Um, okay, yeah, so, so we can go into... Let's um, get into it. Specific, what is it? Lieutenant specifics? Lieutenant specifics. Well, I mean, you write into it with no logo loco. It's no. been a while since we've had some logo Gorley. loco, right? Look at these words. Yeah. No logo loco. Took the words right out of my notepad. <laughs> right into it. You know, pretty, I guess, semi-clever opening titles where you've got names written on Christmas ornaments. Yeah. And uh, Definitely. That, the director's voice... Is, That's the director? Yeah. I and hated then, that voice and I hated the little kitty. I did too. Girl voice. What <laughs> is it about adults dubbing children? I just watched a movie called Eye of the Needle with Donald Sutherland, Ooh. directed by Richard Markhand, who directed <gasps> Return of the Jedi. Oh my gosh. Apparently pre, what got him the gig. Oh, yeah. okay. You know, ends up actually, it says like World War II spy movie, but it ends up kind of being a right thriller on. between a man and a woman on a deserted island, not a desert, like a stormy island. Mm. Pretty good. But there's a little boy in it that's just dubbed by a grown woman very clearly. And I don't makes know why they crawl. ever thought they'd do that. It makes my skin crawl like in junior high when a kid would do a baby voice. It's yeah, just like- yeah. You can't fake a baby voice. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried. <laughs> Yeah, you would try to do those prank calls where you would try to get uh, uh, a powder. I was trying to get parents. <laughs> it's me, the orphan. Now, see, I like that. My skin didn't grow it. Will you be damage. my daddy? Oh, my gosh. the uh, Yeah, that opening. The credits I did like the physical. Yeah. Um, I like the pre-thought of all that because there's other movies that do that kind of thing like um, – the Royal Tenenbaums has like the stamping books, you know, like physical uh, props that have to be thought out. Like you have to yeah. know your credits well in advance. Yeah, no, like, and I was impressed that there were no dissolves. It was mm -hmm. all like, no, they didn't have to cheat to get somebody else's name in there. Yeah. It was all like, I was impressed by that. And I do really like, I forgot about Tenenbaums. I do like physical credits. The one I thought of was... uh I might be rem misremembering it, but that uh, uh, Jacques uh, Tati movie, uh, M. Hulot's Holiday, has like signage it. where it's like 
um, you you would definitely know the word for like lettering. It is kind of Mad Men style where it's kind of off the, it's not painted on the sign. It, the lettering does, you could run your hand over it. Embossed. It's it's so funny because I think I asked embossed before, but embossed for me makes it seem like it kind of blends in. It's like, but embossed can be like wood on wood spelling out somebody's name or credits in this case. Oh, Hmm. Like, right? Embossed. Well, embossed, I, I imagine is like the same piece of material with it, like, popped out. Like, used it with a stamp, like a metal stamp that pops it out. Yeah. So, maybe it's so funny that I asked you for the word. I was like, no. Uh, I meant, like, yeah, like, what you're saying, the metal is embossed. Can that only be... Oh God, I hate this conversation. I'm so sorry. Like, tin... Tin can do yeah, you can do it on tin. Right. So what I'm saying is I'm so, like, I got so excited. Like we're close. We're there. We're there. We almost got it. So but I'm saying like when it's like um the it's somebody's door. Yeah. And it's the door is wood. Yeah. And the lettering, they took individual letters and put them up. Oh. It's not like oh, it didn't yeah. get pushed out from the wood of the door and you run you could run your hand over it and you would feel the lettering, but it's not embossed metal. It's, what is that? It's wood lettering? Yeah. Or metal lettering? No, no, no. Or metal lettering. It's just different from the wood. Somebody had to go yeah. and put the- Individual piece. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. That's great. Well, <laughs> I think it's just- uh, It could be embossed still, right? I don't know. But what I love in this is that all these hand-painted ornaments with the names, and then somewhere, someone either ran out of time or got really lazy and just started doing a bunch of printouts on scroll paper with the same font and put <gasps> sticking that on the ornaments. And then you occasionally go back to a hand-painted one. And But that, that so was like, funny. oh, we're in for a special movie here where the quality like starts- and then it immediately is ditched. It'd be like if you saw like a uh, like somebody did dominoes in the beginning one, like had a bloom of dominoes that like went off in different directions, and then it eventually like went back to one and just kind of was like one for <laughs> and didn't even finish. Like it just ends with Peter's out, and there's still a bunch standing. <laughs> well, speaking of dominoes, I mean, was this plot not just dominoes falling <sighs> fluidly one into the other? This was like memento. It was incredible. Memento is like these like backwards like dominoes going up. <laughs> and then it ends on I might be re- remembering this, but isn't it like the last shot like up the final domino going backwards into Christopher Nolan's mouth? Yeah, that's right. That's weird. That's right. And the yeah, well, that's the opening shot. And then the the last shot is him spitting out a domino. What? I don't know. Look, I'm I'm working on no sleep. Uh, you, I wouldn't know it. I would. Oh, I wouldn't know it at all. Oh, I, uh, oh, I just had some coffee. You feel okay? Yeah, I feel yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talking about an unpleasant experience like watching Jack Frost could only <laughs> make you feel better, right? Um, you mean Jack Frost that takes place in the mountain community of Snowmanton? Snowmanton. This town's obsession with the very specific Christmas quality of a snowman is a, and the fact that nobody ever goes like, oh, wow, our town is getting hit with a killer snowman, or this guy's name was Jack Frost. And 
Like, it's all matter of fact that, like, Jack Frost is going to jail. Jack Frost escaped or Jack Frost died in that accident. But you're right. They never connect it to their town, but they very quickly just all accept the fact that we're being hit by a killer snowman. Yes. <laughs> That's what's crazy. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. There's very little. Uh, yeah. People be kind of staggered by the science <laughs> of it. Um, I guess we were kind of like in the early days of genetics. So anything was possible. Yeah. We, as Americans, the limit. we thought genetic fluid could just kind of spray out. Well, it could back then. That was a crazy thing. I mean, amber, I got- mosquito, dinosaur DNA and amber, <laughs> snowman DNA and ice water. Do you think somehow Reddy Harlan gave the script like, to Michael Crichton, they were like buddies. He's like, <laughs> just read this script, man. He's Donald Trump. And I want to suck your blood. <laughs> Do you think uh, Michael Crichton read it? I was like, genetics. I wonder if you could get dinosaur genetic material from a mosquito. <laughs> Jack Frost walked, so those <laughs> dinosaurs Jurassic could... Park and run. This movie it birthed so many bigger things on its shoulders. Turds. Turds. It shits out its shoulders. <laughs> oh my god. I bet uh Jack Frost uh poops coal. Yeah, That's the probably. Um so the beginning, yeah, I'm glad it didn't come back to this like storytelling format. I know. I thought we were in for a Princess Bride bookends and I little interstitials. Really? Princess Bride yeah. is now my man. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm glad it didn't go there with like a sort of charming Peter Falk esque mm. character actor. It went the other way. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> And mean and, and weird. And also knowing that the man narrating is the man responsible for this film. Yeah, because it was was he using like a fake British accent then? I think he was real. So this Limey came over to our country to make this film. I don't really feel that way. But. He did. Yeah. It's kind of an invasion in a way. Like it's the real war on terror. The special relationship between the United States and England, undone by this man. Churchill would be rolling in his grave when he heard about the production of Jack Frost and Jack Frost too, I imagine. Unless did, was this one of the cases where the creator did not continue with the, that's a good question. Now, because he's where the writer I too. I saw yeah, it's a writer and director. Yeah, this is crazy for me to say. I don't really feel this, but where I did not want to continue on with Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two, part of me is curious: does it get better or worse? Because this is a pretty low bar. I could see where they're yeah. just like, like just the passage of time made Part Two a better movie. But oh yes, and does it have a subtitle? Do you know? I'll look it up. Oh please, yeah. Um, the fact, though, that on um, Advent um, Wreath Week 4, we get just this perfectly uh, – it's not a meal because it's coming at the end, but it's just like beautiful, yummy confection of eyes wide shut. Yeah. And we're just watching it two weeks after. I know. it's Jack We're really Frost. putting our work in. Well, first of all, there's also a Jack Frost 2 of the Michael Keaton confusing oh no wait sorry it's a tomb film collection dvd of jack frost and randy quaid's national lampoon's christmas vacation too oh my god (laughs) 
<laughs> but, uh, why okay. would they do the? So guess what? Randy Quaid's Christmas vacation. Okay. First of all, there's a DVD that's been digitally remastered. Thank God. It's from the year 2000, and it's Jack Frost 2, and the subtitle is The Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Mm. And there's a picture of Jack Frost with sunglasses on, but also a Jack Frost from inside his mouth. He's chilling and killing. He's, yes, so that poster's pretty babbling. He's got his shades up on top of his head yeah. and his mouth open with a little baby head in it. Yeah. I'm on bestbuy.com. One star is the only review. Another dishonorable mention. I generally find horror films worthless and stupid, and it's been years since I watched my last. I like to think in my whole life, I've probably seen three or four movies of the genre that were even remotely worthwhile. What's this guy's problem? I don't know. You got me hating you for just like- I know. Jack Frost 2? But here we go again with Jack Frost 2, a ridiculous movie about a killer snowman. (sighs) This movie has the second worst DVD insert cover I have ever seen. Jack Frost is the worst. And just like its predecessor, this is an incredibly bad movie that isn't worth the film stock it was shot on. But here it is in widescreen. (laughs) This guy, I... I want more of this guy's reviews. Yeah. Who is this? Why is he saving the... Or, or wasting this on a comment for on BestBuy.com. He should be the film editor for the Boston Herald. Yeah, that's Kevman79 wrote that. Kevman79, um, not because he was born that year, um, but because um, it's a reference to his <laughs> sequel to The Music Man, 79 Trombones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, listeners, you um, can do it. You can do it. Hang with us. Um, now, in those credits, I did see that the makeup effects were by SMG Incorporated, Submachine Gun, Submachine Gun Incorporated, which reminds me of were the MVs motor vehicles? No, murder victims. Do, does uh, the FBI really call people MVs no, for I'm murder n- victims? No, I've never the- heard of that. Murder Murder victims. Oh, my God. MVs, worthy MVs. Um, Also, uh, some effects done by Total Fabrication. I saw that, which to me feels like the director did it and is like, I got to come up with a name for that. Just totally fabricate it, Jim. (laughs) All right. It's like the taste that the Coen brothers have where they have Roderick James as their fake anonymous editor name because they think it's like too distasteful to see their names come up so much of the credits he had the same restraint (laughs) (laughs) he changed his name something tells me it was not a problem it's like i can't put the effects total fabrication i can't i can't um the um dp i also noticed his last name was lent and I was like, hey, buddy, stop making this Christmas movie. Go make an Eastern movie, yeah. babe. And his first name was Dean. And I was like, well, how many Dean? cinematographies are we going to get with Dean, Dean as the first name? That's the only way you can get make a slasher. Yeah. Uh, Dean Lent also sounds like a minister at a Catholic school. Yeah, you don't Dean want to run Lent. into Oh, my God. <laughs> you have to give up meat. 365 days of the year. Every week is Lent. <laughs> is Lent a week or is it 10 days? Lent is uh, more than 10 days. Is it's, it? 
It's a stretch. It's from like. Oh, see, what do I know? I did it a few times. Given, uh, I mean, I did it many times experiencing it, but I gave up stuff for Lent quite a bit, even in college. Mm. Like my freshman year, I gave up meat, not just on Fridays, for all of Lent. Wow. I don't, I should know how long Lent was. Maybe it's I, a month. One bean, one lentil bean <laughs> of time. Um, yeah. And then, uh, th- yeah. And then it runs right up to Easter. Okay. Um, so yeah, the opening truck drivers in the snow. Whoa, boy, are they cuddled close together. <laughs> it does. Uh, yeah. What Do you this? think two workers ever have sat that close? Not for, me, for these circumstances. Maybe for their comic strip, like amount of like window snow off the window is like a perfect circle. They can only fit in that little circle together i guess but like what truck doesn't have another windshield wiper on the other side of the windshield which we couldn't even see because it's framed so tightly all yeah. that cars by the way this whole first part of the movie is all cars yeah and trucks yeah for so long That's true <laughs> and then they managed to Eat do your a heart out pixar cars <laughs> <laughs> they managed to do a full-on two-car truck collision with showing none of it just camera trolls like batman camera spins okay so when this movie still was uh, you know seducing me i i like that i I did too yeah and when you see them driving you know haplessly down the road and then you just see a genetic cooling truck heading their way i was like oh it's on you're not asking anything yeah genetic cooling truck like spills over i'm just like great we've got a Solid premise. Yeah. I see where we're headed. Yeah. We don't need anything more. And and uh, yeah, um the solid premise, right? It being that the killer's blood, his DNA intertwines with this genetic material. This actor, um, just a really distinctive face. Jack Frost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could only be cast as a bad guy. I can't imagine it was like the dad. No, unless he's like playing like a sloth type. In the Goonies or something. Sloth Dad. Sloth Dad. <laughs> With Brendan Fraser. I don't know why. Oh my God. No, that'd be perfect. Seems Sloth like a had a family movie. too. Wouldn't you like that record scratch? See him at home. <laughs> this uh, is my daughter, Baby Ruth. He named the yeah. daughter after his Ruth. Candy. Yeah. Um. I ever named my kid after my favorite candy, mm. Nibs. <laughs> Man, I loved Nibs. Did you? Big time. I love Score. That'd be a weird name. <gasps> you like Score? Yeah. Do you not like Score? No. Really? I love Score. It's my favorite candy bar. <gasps> I got to try it again. Oh, put it I, on the board. It, <laughs> no, it's not that I don't dislike it. It's not that I dislike it. It's... I haven't had it since I was like in first grade. I guess it's a very grown up candy. I was bar. just gonna say that. Yeah. I think it's like a mature candy. And if I tried <sighs> I'll it, I'll take now, the compliment. <laughs> uh, and I could see it maybe sed- seducing me using that word twice. That's now. what happened to uh, me uh, one night. I've lost Fifth Avenue as a candy bar. That seems to kind of gone off the marketplace. Uh, I couldn't bit. even tell you what a Fifth Avenue is. What's it? Really in good. It? it was like a long Reese's bar. It was like oh, chocolate on a peanut butter. <sighs> Did you ever like Abba's Abba's? I remember that. Oh, those are good. What kind of candy It's like is it? peanut butter inside <gasps> white oh my taffy? God. Toffee? 
I didn't know. Taffy. Abba Zabba's were that? They're so good. Oh and gosh. they're like hard as hell to eat because they're so chewy and they stick in your... Yeah, that was my... I thought I was like locked and loaded to love uh, Juju's. Mm. And then when they were so thick and got yeah. my teeth, I was like, oh, Dots is where I've always wanted to be, baby. Dots are Go good. back to your Dots. Yeah, Dots are good. They're clean. They figured it out. Man, I haven't... Ooh. As soon as we call cut on this, Gorley, yeah, I'm out buying some Dots. Get some, get an Abba Zabba really while you're good. there. Too. Yeah. No, Plus, you didn't bring Abba Zabba up as like, that's a hard thing to find, like a Fifth Avenue. I could find an Abba Zabba if I, Abba Dabba want to. I haven't looked for an Abba Zabba in a long time. You'll, it has a real distinctive packaging. It's like a um, black and yellow checkered flag. That's the packaging I remember. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, well, you know what wasn't sweet or tasty is this movie. Um, you know when you were talking about solid premise of how it came together. Um, I, I it is. Um, I think I didn't mean solid. I meant like efficient. Well, in the same way that uh, 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 he he vaporizes from a liquid to a solid. Sure. Yeah, yes. That's what you meant. That kind of solid. Yeah. Um, uh, I did think the opening was its fingerprints are all over child's play because yeah child's play call yeah it's like the killer somehow gets his soul into right. an inanimate thing and also has his like cheeky personality or whatever oh. um so but i thought it was like off because <laughs> because of this one reason he when he's saying like I'm going to find a way. I'll find a way. He didn't find a way. It was accidental that he got like sprayed in genetic goo. No, right. So it doesn't have like the same like no. thrust as like child's play, which I don't even think he's saying it as like, I'll find a way to get at, back at this family. He's just trying to find a way to, to live. live. Yeah. So he puts his soul into Chucky. Yeah. Also, the other cool thing that I wish this movie would do that Chucky does, as long as they're ripping off Chucky movies, there's that, I don't know if they do it in all the Chucky movies, but a part when like Chucky starts becoming human and oh, yeah. they seem to kind of be going there. Like when he, like the antifreeze was making his head open up and bubble. I'm like, so that's yeah. how you hurt him. Yeah. But like, I did kind of want like, this feels like it's a piece with the like movie that like he could start becoming like this malformed, weird human thing or something like it would have like helped. Chucky does, like when it, Chucky starts becoming a person and yeah. human. He could know. have been some grotesque combination because even when he's Jack Frost the snowman, it doesn't look anything that like the cover of the or the poster of the cover of the thing. Like he's kind of menacing in that. In this, he's just a shitty snowman You're costume right. with the only thing he has is twig eyebrows that look kind of mad. Otherwise, he's just might as well be like the cartoon Frosty the Snowman. I did think to myself when I was watching, like, this movie dares ask the question, are downturned twig <laughs> eyebrows scary? The Especially answer, yes. when, well, then they branch, so technically, it's more like he's just quizzical, like, huh? Yeah, he has like the he has less emotional like capabilities than like a Muppet or a puppet. Yeah. Like, he can only show sort of yeah. distress. Well, and We'll get into like when he does the kills and like the the cutaways of the hands moving and it's just Bad. they're so limited and sometimes so many you know close like because they don't 
can't sell it yeah. any other way. And you know how like when limitations are used to strengths, like the famous Jaws, this is like exposing the weaknesses the way they yeah. show it. It did have like I did think they were going to avoid showing the snowman the whole time uh, out of budget concerns. And I did like, I go, oh, they are trying to do some sort of Jaws thing here where they're slowly taking it out. But then then they go back to like being cheap again. Like when they started going to do, do like snowman POV. Oh, yeah. Because I guess it was hard to show like two people in the same shot talking to like this fake. I don't know. Uh, did... um. Oh, okay. Oh, and the other thing that it reminded me, I do like in my bloody Valentine, Valentine, there's like an extended opening prologue, which I know a lot of these movies do to show like how the killer came to be. Yeah. But the way it was like how a town sort of reacts to it, it also felt like whatever, it's pulling from a bunch of shit, not just the one thing I saw that was similar to it, but it did seem like it was that same sort of thing, but like, didn't make sense because it wasn't for Valentine's Day that they're celebrating. It was for a snowman festival. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a snowman festival. What am I thinking of? Of there, all the oh, things you could choose from Christmas or wintertime to celebrate uh, snowman. I think it's Sierra Madre where they shot <sighs> Halloween 3 and also parts of Halloween 2, maybe mm-hmm. even parts of 1, I mm-hmm. forget. They have a, a Halloween. I think they have a scarecrow festival where every business and house can build a scarecrow, put it out, and it gets judged. And there's like, you know, most original, most authentic. Yeah. yeah. You're making me flash on. Do you remember that kind of like trend that happened for like 10 years in the early oddies or so where it was like um, a town chooses one mascot oh, yeah. and then each local artist does their oh, version yeah. of a ice cream coat or a yeah. dolphin or a, yeah. yeah. Like they would do that with like Darth Vader helmets and they'd give them to artists and they do gallery openings. So everybody got a Darth Vader helmet and they had to paint it. So you get like one that was just neon pink with the yellow splashes on it. And it's just, what a waste of all our time. <laughs> well, no, I was about to say that sucks shit. And then I was like, Oh, I've been shitting on this movie. So I'm going to be like, I loved all of that. <laughs> Um, Big Bear too like I think when you go into Big Bear it'll be a lot of that too like different painted bears and stuff yes and Um, and carved bears out of big tree stumps big carved wooden tree stump bears are very big big there in Big Big Bear Bear. (laughs) oh listeners you're back well (laughs) we're not sure we're gonna take you somebody just swerved off the road they're like nope Uh, uh, the uh, I have you gone to Big Bear recently? Uh, I think ever? I, yeah, I've been the number of times, I guess, raised here. Mostly go to Arrowhead, but Big Bear's a little farther. But I've been, mm-hmm. a, yeah, a bunch of times, I guess. And I think the last time I was there was probably five or so years ago. Okay. Yeah, I went. It was okay. I've been going to Idlewild more. Yeah, I, I think really Idlewild's coming up. Yeah. That's the place with the dog mayor. Talk about a mascot for a town. Yeah, we have his uh, calendar somewhere in our house, the <laughs> dog mayor. But I heard it's like, I think it's just, yeah, some guy being like, nobody's telling him no. I think it's a, a woman because uh-huh. she's always there with him. It is that thing when you're up there and you see and you meet the dog mayor, you're like, oh, wow, this is crazy. They really got it going on. And then you get home and you feel like you've been gaslit a little bit, like, what the fuck is going on up in Idlewild? 
<laughs> well, Idlewild is um as we were uh leaving is when we uh uh oh heard about that zaniness going over in DC on January sixth. Oh, right. That's yeah. right, yeah. Um where were you, Carly, when you were in that? I was on my couch watching it unfold. Amanda was working in a Zoom writer's room mm. and they were all just watching it there and talking about it. And I was all like, hey, this is national history. Can you be released from work and we can watch our <laughs> nation fall together, please? Because I want to share this moment, not share this moment, <laughs> celebrate this moment. By the way, I, I am a member of QAnon, so I was celebrating. Oh, good. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thanks for clarifying that because I think for a lot of people, it was just kind of known that you were. So it's okay. nice to just have it on the record. Yeah. And we're talking about this in the sense of like, where were you when great things happened? <laughs> right? Of course. Okay. Jack Frost, the insurrection. <laughs> we close the tab. For insurrection. Well, hey, uh, hey, America, can we close the tab on insurrection? <laughs> uh, I bet Dennis Miller likes Jack Frost. Uh, both, both versions, which we haven't yeah. talked about that. There is that. Oh, no, you just said the Michael Keaton. Well, we talked about it last yeah. episode that I thought when I was going to pick Jack Frost that we were picking the Michael Keaton movie. I well, didn't even know this movie existed. If I pick the Uncle Eddie Christmas Vacation 2 movie, <laughs> then we can get both and watch them. Um, but I haven't ever seen that Michael Keaton one. I haven't either. Yeah. Um, let's not. Uh, let's not. The, oh, 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 oh. I got teased a little bit when the gen- when he got all like goopy from the genetic spray. Yeah. I loved those effects, and I thought I was strapping in for some, and it got there, but it never was as good as when Jack Frost got. Oh, I thought you meant goopy. like you were watching it with someone, and you're like, I like those effects, and someone teased you like, you're you're such an idiot, you don't have an eye for effects. <sighs> oh my gosh! If I was like inappropriately watching it with like this rancid movie with my daughter, <laughs> she's teasing me about. <laughs> uh, um, no, the movie teased me. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. There was that, and then the neck balloon thing wasn't bad later the neck on. Balloon was great. Yeah, but you know, I, it didn't even really make sense why no, it was happening. Yeah, no, I think they just were like, "I have this prosthetic for a neck balloon. Should we use it? Yeah, yeah. let's find a way to use it." I mean, after all, I am the director, and uh, I do total fabric. I run total fabrication <gasps> special oh, effects. Oh my god! So it was my first love. Anyway, let's get to it. I I want to be like the bartender who's overhearing him <laughs> countless times on one night telling different women. I At, liked your accent. I am actually, I run Total Fabricators. Up in Big Bear because he never left because he's like, I've got to stay where people know me. Oh my God. And the, yeah, he, he phones back home and he's like, this town loves me. <laughs> and, and he's never clarified what town. <laughs> I can't walk the streets here, you know. Oh my God. Without Local. being mobbed. <laughs> um, so did you, oh, 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 when his blood turned to snowflakes, yeah. it did. I haven't seen this, but uh, Neil Campbell told me he saw the shaggy dog on an airplane once uh-huh. and uh, we got off the plane. He was like, I had to tell you about the shaggy dog. There's a part when he starts turning shaggy dog that is like blood cells turned to shaggy dogs. What? So, so he's made up of little shaggy dogs? Apparently. Wow. <laughs> Just as he's made up of, you know, your blood cells look like uh, um, little snowflakes. This, that was the moment where I, I 
that caused me great concern because it was early on and I'm like, oh, we're just getting started. And they made that choice. Yeah, that's, I mean, I love that uh, notion of like, when do you like go, oof. It was that. No. And it was also when you first meet the sheriff and his family and the kids making antifreeze oatmeal. It, it was that they decided at that point to go gorilla handheld camera where like you think the action sequences, those were a little more locked down or maybe yeah. they were handheld, but they were a little more static. This felt like weird, almost Jason Bourne like handheld camera. And you realize it's only because there's no room in that kitchen and they're just no, moving around. No, it was just, just using a ver <laughs> verite style to give the scene some naturalism. Oh, I apologize. Certainly. One star review rescinded Kev 79. Oh my God. You're right. Uh, no, you're right. I mean, that was, uh, it was glaring to me too. when it just like went to handheld. Um, oh, also when the sheriff, almost hits his head on the ceiling fan light and he looks up at it like I didn't know that was there as an actor and <laughs> and you're just like well you live there man and I will notice that at the end of the movie when he goes home again he looks back at it like as an actor like the character going like basically like Jimmy Stewart with the newel post kind of like this is my bane in this house it feels like that's the actor's motivation like I, I somehow projected that whole that is I love that that is so great that see the actor just kind of be like oh because you know um, it's like I turned a mistaken note in my favor in jazz you know well, there's the, the uh, also that the character should be so well accustomed to the idea that that's above his head. Like yeah. it reminds me of a, um, I you know, who gives a shit how many takes David Venture wants? It's I get the benefit of just right. like an amazing movie. Yeah. So in the social network, he like he explains like he's like, well, you do a bunch of takes when somebody goes in. Uh, to their dorm room and opens their mini fridge and pulls out a Heineken and like takes off the cap and sits down at his computer. Cause he's done this 60 times by now. And after that, like got pointed out, I was like, Oh, there are some points that are yeah. really dishonest. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, the egregious version is the guy who didn't know the fan was above and his just head. just realizing like probably because this was a real house and that fan is seated where it is because it's <laughs> over a dining table. And then the dining table is pulled away because there's no room in this kitchen yep. and no one ever walks under this thing. <laughs> uh Another thing about that cop style, though, in addition to uh, having low-hanging ceiling fans, I liked it as flashback. He's just wearing like this cheapo digital watch. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's like what like a third grader would have that he got like as a present, just to show that it was back in the eighties. <laughs> oh my god, that was yeah. They have that, and uh, uh, he's wearing like a shirt that says tubular. <laughs> um. I also, oh, speaking of dress, though, the flashback, how did you notice Jack Frost being dressed a little similar a bit to James Dean's character from Rebel Without a Cause? No. He's wearing, like, the red jacket and, like, the white tee and the tucked in That's blue That's probably on jeans. purpose, right? I think so. I mean, I think it's an idiot doing it on purpose, <laughs> but, like... It's also because it's so great because when you watch Rebel Without a Cause or you just see pictures from it, it's like, oh, that's timeless. That holds up forever. But their version of it's like yeah. a windbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's shitty jeans. I feel like the director was like, 
I don't like his costume. Let's put him in my what I'm just happen to be wearing today. It's just a bit of a, don't don't ask where it comes from, but see if you can guess. You are hitting on something which, like, when somebody's narrow frame of like, uh, like when I was watching the scene when she was cooking and like cutting vegetables, I was like, this filmmaker doesn't give a shit about yeah, cooking because this looks like shit. Yeah, and if chopping really- celery about three inches long. <laughs> Yes, in yeah. a big, big pot of like just sweat empty water. Sweat water. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, he doesn't cook. He doesn't care. He doesn't. Um, uh, when I watch um, a movie with uh, my wife or like a friend of hers comes over and we watch it, the thing I don't clue into, but maybe you're rig- uh, Wigdor, is when a filmmaker, a male filmmaker, has this very narrow view of women's haircuts. Oh, yeah. And so you'll have like three characters, women who have their hair fashioned the same way. Yes. Uh, and it fucks things up character-wise yeah. because they kind of look the same yeah. or you're suggesting that they have the same traits in a way. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, my God, that's like the best. When you're watching a movie, you're like this idiot. Yeah. Thinks this looks good. Speaking of wig, Dar, our FBI fellows wearing a wig in this. <gasps> no. Yeah, I think what about it's the a, beard? a personal. Tell me that no, beard is real. That beard is real. Where does it get fakey? It's, I, I think it's one of those ones that the actor has on his own and just – lives in and so the production doesn't ask and doesn't tell and everybody keeps quiet about it i think um i've sometimes been in a makeup trailer or two where one of the actors has their own thing yeah. inside their thing because yeah. i think something's going on that they don't want people to see yeah i think so it's more common than i think because there's the there's like a typical toupee and then there's the kind now that's like the kind that they glue on once a month and have cleaned once a month. And, <gasps> no. And Joel McHale has one of those and he said as much, but for years I'm like, that's one of those. I know it is. And he finally came clean with it. So it's like a- Not that he has to come like, clean. No, but, yeah. But there's know. like a dry cleaning sort of element to it. I like, think they actually, I'm not entirely sure they either clean it or they just replace it once a month. And it's glued on with this like industrial stink glue and you can go like swimming in the ocean and you can barely tell unless you oh. kind of know what to look for. I don't know why I'm so fascinated by this. <laughs> well, a lot of this doesn't, this isn't a, a backdoor um, promo or anything for Rogan for or whatever. Men's club, men's yeah, hair club yeah. for men. But- uh, it's true that, or I don't know, I don't notice much uh, receding hair in my life because young guys start taking stuff earlier. That it I think I have a theory though. Uh-huh. You have such wonderful, lush, beautiful hair. That's not okay. No, no, you no, do. No. Yeah, no, 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 no. you wouldn't. I have thin hair, thinning hair, and I think. Once your hair starts thinning, you you start to notice it a lot more, and you look and you be like, "I'd take that hair. I'd take that hair. Oh, that's a different type I of hair. Think that's your a wig." Hair's thinning. Oh, I don't it look at your is, hair like it's thinning. I don't. Well, but that's. I'm just saying that's why I think I notice. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like anything. Uh, 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 you know, you all you yeah. you, you 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 covet. <laughs> What people, for lack of a better term, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or uh, I remember, um, this but, was like but I'll 10 tell you years what, ago. I wouldn't give away my thinning hair because then I wouldn't have my wig dark. <laughs> the wig dark. Oh, it's, <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> 
Sometimes really a blessing comes in a way you could never have predicted. <laughs> oh, because we, yeah, we learn uh, from our, it's like a daredevil having really great smelling powers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, no, he can always tell when people have glass eyes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say to the, the the or it's similar to this. Uh, I remember like 10 years ago at the Sulk had a really funny tweet that was like, Oh, I forgot about that guy. Yeah. It's funny. He was like, uh, that annoying thing your friend does, you do it too. And it's oh. like, Oh, nine times out of 10 when I'm, I'm not saying anything new under the sun here, but I'm, you know, you project. So I thought that's what you were saying too. It's like, if you feel this or think this, then that projection happens. Oh, right. Yeah. Which I, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> there's so many times where like, I'll hate an actor or their performance. And then I'm like, Oh, they are one degree away from me. I just don't like see myself on screen. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. You have to, I guess that. Do you feel that when you watch a movie with Sean Connery? <laughs> Man, I'd take it. Oh, uh, boy. I mean, Mr. Handsome. Oh, yeah. And he's a great case study in wig dark because you always know he's wearing a wig because you know he's bald. But he's always had such good wigs for the most part over the years. You know? uh, and he looks like in his later life in The Hunt for Red October, that kind of <laughs> close yeah. cut wig. Like it always looked so good and it revitalized him, you know. Did he have like a wig guy who just like because i imagine it's somebody who's like hey this is the look in the late 80s early 90s now this kind of cool like crew cut we're gonna give you that like i think howard stern has like his guy who like you can see like that guy's like always a little bit ahead of the curve to be like howard we're gonna change your hair so it looks hair metalish now and then we're gonna uh, go and dovetail to yeah you know, but that's I'd a like good to question i i mean you think that was something he brought along with someone or the movie I bet gave the it movie. to you? I bet Tom Clancy himself described that haircut oh, you know chapter. Yeah, I mean, that probably had a spinoff book, just the wig alone. <laughs> the hairdresser who decided. Hairline uh, rising. Oh, my God. I only read one Tom Clancy book. It was The Hunt for Red October. Really? I think I read Hunt for Red October. <laughs> I know I read Patriot Games because for some reason I love that movie. Yeah, I could see um, that being a fun read because it's like a revenge tale. An right? IRA. And yeah. Yeah, Harrison Ford, Richard Harris. Yeah, and you can read it and you can imagine Harrison Ford doing all those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, movie are we talking about? Uh, I think one of the Philip Noyce uh, Tom Clancy adaptations, right? Oh, oh. Clear and Present Danger. That's you come most- in here and yell at me like some <laughs> buck. What is a junkyard dog? Shame on you. Is that what he says? <laughs> yeah, the well, guy. You're the president. You are a naughty, naughty president. Harrison That's Ford. a good Harrison. Yeah. The, uh, especially the hand. Yeah. We've talked about this, right? Every, yeah, every single Harrison Ford character, performance, memorable moment, uh, his hand is doing something in that scene. Yeah. Like, I mean, Han shoots first. Yeah. He does that cool thing where he oh, distracts yeah. you by like tickling the like top of the seat. Picking the stucco Pick, off the yeah. wall. Yeah. Um, I love his finger movements in The Fugitive um, mm. when he's like saying he's getting interrogated and he's getting nervous and he's oh, kind of yeah. doing that shaky. I mean, he's bordering on Manson. 
Just with his like, hey, man. I did not <laughs> kill my wife. You killed your wife. We all killed our wives. America killed its wife. Uh, we were, I, I hear you, Your Honor. We were talking about uh, uh, Jack Frost. <sighs> I know we'll get, this is the ultimate getting back to a tab that I don't want to. It's like no, you I'm open up tabs in your browser and one of them is like, uh, like yeah, like a or like a form you got to fill out for the DMV or something, and you just it's just true you leave it open that, for days. True that. True that. Okay. So funny that tab, and then sometimes when it gets just its own browser window, yeah. you have to be like, I'll oh. get to that. Oh. Um, well, I mean, we can just we can cover this how we want to cover it. We can rapid fire some of these notes. You know, yeah. there is a point where he's building a snow woman, and it looks clearly like it's made of coconut. Yeah, there was a lot of well, it's funny when you'd see like um the snowman, the fake snowman when the little kid goes out and he's like in a yard with like half melted gray snow. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. oh snow the snowman could be up here. Well, I guess he's magical, so <laughs> well they apparently they were like seventy degree days. They shot near the end of the snow season. Uh-huh. So that's why so much of the snow in this movie, if you you don't even need to look closely, like it's so apparent. It's just that rolled cotton sheets. Like when the uh, the uh what's the decoration? Like Shannon show. Elizabeth and her guy are like about to go into the sheriff sheriff's house there by a tree. Oh Jill and Tommy. Mm-hmm. Oh sorry, thank you. Yeah. There's the only two names I bothered to <laughs> and, and it's the only because they kept saying their names. Yeah, to they each sure other did. They the sure Jill, did. Come back, Jill. They Tommy. Spin off for them. But they just they just threw some of that cotton like it's like lining you'd put in um like a blanket, like you'd buy a Joanne's fabric. It's just strewn in the tree. So clearly they didn't even try. Uh when it's all surrounding them, they just could have gone up in the mountains a little bit and shot with some real snow. Listen, didn't have to bring that fabric, Joanne's fabric snow. Maybe this will explain it. On IMDb, in the trivia, there was one entry that is from beginning to end. This is what it is. This movie was shot on short ends. <laughs> oh, a film? Huh? On short ends of film? Is that what they're saying? Oh, maybe. I just thought it meant like 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 shoestring budget. Like oh. we don't have many much ends this to this m- movie was made with minimal means. Like, oh, you're probably right. Is short ends like the clippings of films that were never used? It's when yeah, like high budget movies or whatever <gasps> commercials. Like I, hey, we're not going to use this unexposed film, so they clip them off, and then somebody could go and buy those scraps and make their movie. Oh, I had no idea. I mean, it's That's got to be what it is. Okay, it's, a, it's such a funny. Uh, how funny way of thinking about this movie it was like the scraping of but garbage. what if it was made on like short ends from the like schindler's list and the greatest apocalypse now and- <laughs> or, or the other jack frost it was yeah it was one frame away from the other jack frost god if they use the short ends of the jack frost movie using the short ends from uh troy miller's work is that who you should be so lucky god um get in line the uh, do you want to talk about the sledders? We got another batch What's, of bully sledders here. Girlie. I wrote that too. What's up with sled bullies and decapitated snowmen? Both they went hand in hand here. Yeah. Decapitated snow sledding bullies. Oh, well, this uh, sled scene pales in comparison to the great sled scene of Deadly Night, Silent Night, Up Night. I mean, the way it night. was pulled off, it wasn't good at all. But <laughs> I I did call up a science scientist friend of mine okay good 
And uh, I had him watch the scene and he said, all the physics check out. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about with the like <laughs> genetics and that the soul is chemical. They, I think that they must have started with that. And then the rest of the movie got away from them because the science is strong. It's like a minority report. They were predicting things that now we're starting to like come to because they yeah. they consulted real That's exactly right. Because you could dunk your child multiple times into a bed of antifreeze and he will be fine. But based on the rules of minority report, don't go under the antifreeze too long because your son will be kidnapped by the time you come back up out of the it, that's right. You'll beat yourself up about it. Hundred percent. Uh, uh, suck on little microchips you buy in a dark alley. <laughs> um, uh, oh, oh. Also, actors fucking love being coroners describing <sighs> medical the medical way somebody died. Yeah, I hate it. It's like now starting to get on the list of like. Actors loving to eat while they act, oh, especially is, as coroners. That's like a popular. Oh, thing. yeah, of, of course, yeah. right. Um, but I do think in that second coroner scene, he has uh, a cue cards. Interesting. I noticed, like, kind of a glancing over, and uh, wouldn't surprise me. But he's a he's a true like. I just I'll see what his other credits are. But he was just for me was like the lovable community theater ham. Yeah, I just like loved how he just loved being like. Well, the coroner, I think of like the loving is in seven. He's like, it was a an inflamed hematoma. Oh. Like, this actor I loves saying hematoma. I even spaced on this because by this point I realized I was in for it with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think when the kid gets decapitated by the sled, but also the music is so whimsical at that point. It was so weird. Yep, I that's was just when like I got starting off. to tune out. That's bit. when I really tuned out. Was the um or or got off board was um in terms of the care that I felt I was in the hands of when that yeah. um when she got killed in the Christmas tree. Yeah, and it was playing that whimsical music. I was like, we've talked about it before, where it's like if you're doing like a horror comedy, it's like horror parts scary comedy parts funny yeah these comedy parts were not funny and then the horror parts adding whimsical music to a kill that no messes it up and it just it gave me this like circus queasy yeah me nauseous too. what feeling. was it there was something uh lurid about the whole thing and before it even got to the lurid scenes that are almost intended that way there there was something it made me feel dirty this yes movie. yeah that is the those are the moments of the unpleasantness yes. that I feel. The other one that I'll talk that I'll just share now. And I'm thinking yeah. about is like later in the movie when, uh, or it could be where we're about to talk about now. It's like uh, um, the FBI guy who also really loves playing this F- cool FBI guy is in a completely different movie. Yeah, he's in Live and Let Die. He's dressed like Roger Moore from Live and Let Die at the end there when his commando casual. Yes, yeah. he thinks he is like James Bond. In yeah, this movie. he really does. And this movie thinks he's James Bond. Apparently, <laughs> um, the uh, at the end when he's like, "We'll bring our men in here over the snow," and um, our main characters, the protagonist. Do a thing that like in real life, it's maybe my number one pet peeve. And we've talked about it with like when you go to carpentry places and like, oh yeah, it would just be like, just tell me or uh, help just me. let's be, help yeah, me. Yeah. Right. Don't judge me. Don't <laughs> scold me. me. Don't lecture me. Help me. They do this thing. And the fact that the characters do it, 
and they're the main characters who are supposed to like think are cool. And the writer and director wrote the characters to be this way. Um, the guy goes, we'll bring them in over the snow. And the, they go, <laughs> <laughs> they like laugh to each other. And he's like, ha- they force him to ask like, what? Yeah. Why are you laughing? Oh, that can't be done. And I know that this is just a nothing part of the script, but the fact that this thing I hate in life is being, I'm watching it on screen. I couldn't take it. That was like, it's a double, it's insult to injury. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I hate that. (laughs) What? Just tell me how I'm not turning the heat on well in this car or whatever. I'm not doing right. Guy who's selling me the car. Yeah. Guy who, guy who's supposed to be helping me and making money off of me. Um, I will say that after that sled boy is killed, and the dad is like fuming. Different movie uh, actors. Who the other second different yeah. actor, different movie actor. But he's like in this melodrama. Oh yeah, but he's also forgetting lines clearly too. I know they do that single take of that master, and they yeah. they had no covers. They just use what they <laughs> used on their short ends, I guess. When he's like, I wrote it down. He goes, "There's such a funny pause." Yeah. Because he's angry. Yeah. He should have no problem just like spilling oh, out his rage. No reason that. to pause. He goes, the cop says something dumb like, well, tomorrow we'll talk about it or something. And he goes, tomorrow I have to find a place to bury my son. <laughs> like, oh, you needed to remember that? That follows pretty logically. You'd think you'd remember also, that. Also, find a place to bury Like, that's, I don't know if that's like, I think you kind of know in general. And you can take more than a day. So he's fuming. And then, you know, it's a comedic relationship they have with the husband and wife. And she comes up and goes, he's usually not so short tempered, you know, which is kind of funny that like, right. You know, when his other son died, he wasn't this mad. I don't know (laughs) whatever happened, but what cracks me up is he later, because you think he's obviously not sweating the small stuff. He's only cares about his husband, but then he admonishes her later. Finish my scarf. Oh, I loved how they were like to Halloween six levels, just amping up his dick dadness yeah. to really let you enjoy when his head explodes. And yeah. um, why is Jack Frost having to use the cut up magazine ransom note things? Like he knows that's Jack Frost. I don't know, but letters. also when you see it later being burned, it's just a color printing of that. It's not even like. They lost I don't know. Like they had to have multiple copies of the same thing to burn, I'm sure. So they didn't even make the same pasted glue magazine Beautiful. pieces. Yeah. I I had to ask, is this our first movie we've watched on our podcast that uses the ransom letter magazine cutout is trick? It? A staple of like oh, yeah. 80s and 90s, 70s, 90s cinema is the magazine graphics, which right. I guess now you can't use. What are you gonna do? Like you have Cut to out print out a website. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. So just Yahoo lettering, Google, depending on what holiday Google's on. It's all, yeah, like kind of roughly at times New Roman fought for all the letters. It's like microscopic because they're printed out. You could only find a Z in one little You have corner. to go to Ain't It Cool News to get some other type of font. Uh, well, I guess uh, as long as I'm here, I'll read some reviews by Quint. <laughs> Oh, I wanted a courier, so I went to Drudge Report. Thank God that never changes. Yeah, Drudge Report, they had their eye on the future. 
Matt Drudge, I guess, that he's like, I'm never, I'm going to keep these graphics old school. Same with Ain't It Cool, yeah. Oh, you're right. They haven't changed. That kind of bulletin-y looking. um, No, I hate it. I wish they didn't do that. Not that I read either, I'm sorry Uh, to say. I went back to Ain't It Cool recently, not regularly, to get my news. I was just going like, what's going on on over there? Yeah, And they're like... Uh, a, a review of a really low tier movie every three months. So it's still going because Harry Knowles had all that yeah. me too stuff. So I don't know if he's involved, but someone over there is writing, of course, under some alias, like mm-hmm. it's me, peg leg, yeah, lipless gid. <laughs> and you know, you can trust lipless git. He went to the preview screening of, uh, 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 <laughs> Lars and the real girl. (laughs) Jack Frost too. Um, That's so, uh, the mighty have fallen. Yeah. That used to be, ain't it the coolest website? That was it. That was the only place back when nerds were still fringe, you know? Yeah. Before we got into the water supply. Yeah. Ruined the flavor of everything. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, The, uh, um, Tomorrow I have to find a place to bury my son. Um, the oh, okay. So his death, the mean dad's death. I know we've talked about how sound the silence. I mean, the science is in this movie. Mm-hmm. I just want to say there's one, this is a nitpick. Okay, there's one sure, place where fair. the physics might not hold up, and that is how somehow Jack Frost bends that oak axe handle down that man's throat. In the right angle. I don't know. Without tearing anything inside the body or, or the Or breaking the axe handle. I, it's funny you say that because I showed that scene to my scientist fr- friend as well. <laughs> and I said, so before I even finished the question, he said, the physics work. That's He's, how he puts it. Well, I, you didn't let me finish. He's right. Because if you, <laughs> oh. if you get warm liquid on wood, you essentially steam it and you can bend it. <laughs> you should do like your own like Mythbusters. That would Jack Frost, yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, instead of coming up with a Jack Frost pun for peeing, why don't we just come up with a pun with Mythbusters? Okay. As long as I referenced everything. Pithbusters. Oh, you're the best. Okay, let's see. Pithbusters. Pithbusters. All right. We'll, we'll be right back. With Polly and Ryan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. With Corley and Ryan. 
Ooh, what flavor of uh, LaCroix is that? Limoncello. Ooh. It's delicious. Sounds, uh, refreshing. Um, <laughs> this is, don't fast forward through this. This is no, an ad for LaCroix, everybody. It's I just, not. We're yeah, back to the yeah, show. Yeah. Also to say, we took some time during that break to watch the Michael Keaton Jack Frost. We thought we'd just rather talk about that. Yeah, so we're going to devote the next uh, three hours to discussing, unpacking yeah. uh, what Keaton's thinking about. <laughs> I, 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 going back to that axe skill, though, I got to say, I really liked it. You I was did. like delighted by it. Yeah. Like, I've never, I wish it was in a better movie, but like, you know, you think the guy's going to get killed by an axe. And he got killed by having an axe shoved out his body. I was like genuinely like delighted by that. So unexpected twist. You just liked that an axe was used in the opposite way you would think it would be. <laughs> I guess in a movie like this, you're like, I'll take any kind of subversion I can get. From, yeah. 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 If somebody was like, um, Pouring sand on a flower. I find that funny too. <laughs> like, hey, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, I built water castles if you want to. Come. Okay. <laughs> this whole little section, uh, you know, held me a little bit because, yeah, I'm with you in the, the whimsical music when he's killing that woman. But then the tableau felt kind of Michael Myers when they just show her like pinned against the Christmas tree. Yeah. But I actually really liked the Canadian cross of the Christmas tree in the background while the cops are there and you just see her, they're carrying away the Christmas tree and she's still strapped to it. I did see that. Oh, What's, yeah. Would you say the Canadian cross? The Canadian cross is like a theater term when <gasps> someone notice. basically goes from one wing to the other, like really quickly, probably delivers a line or does some bit. Basically, uh -huh. it usually just happens in the background. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, sorry. I didn't That's funny. That. Uh, um I didn't mean to throw out my uh, theatrical jargon. No, I like it. I like it. I wonder what the origin is, eh? Good question, B. <laughs> I really like CNC Music Factory. <laughs> I really like DD D. Cohn who played Frenchie in Greece. Oh. <gasps> Oh, oh, the actor? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, uh, um, who's the maraschino cherry? Um, she's like, maraschino, like the cherry. Uh, I totally oh, misremembering this. Stalker like, Channing, that one? Mm, no, she's the uh, daughter of the woman from Shampoo. She's one of the daughters in Empty Nest, Wait, I believe. Is she in Greece? Yeah. Marty? Marty. Oh, Okay. I've seen Grease. I watch it like three times a year. I don't know why I couldn't remember her well, name. Well, she's the the one you kind of like isn't as memorable as yeah. Oh, wow, but what's Stalker first crush. Name first I crush. Why do I want to say Rufus? What what is her name? I can't think of. Oh 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 Rizzo Rizzo <laughs> Rufus. I wish her name was Rufus. That'd be cool. Oh man, I the Rizzo's tops too. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. That song. There's worse things that I could do. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Oh, so good. Bring a little tear to your eye. That's true. Um, the uh, yeah, that tableau sort of of the tree death. Um, the the other death after that, I believe. Oh oh, um, when they bring that scientist in, um, uh, who it's so dumb. Like he loves Jack Frost, <laughs> but I like that. This is like a trope that always happens in movies. He was like, you know, like, 
it is a neat idea that he can kind of like melt down and take other forms and stuff. But that's what he's saying. He's like, he can change his molecular structure. And then the FBI goes like English, you know, that thing. And it's so funny when like a writer or whatever is like dumb. So the thing he was describing is pretty easy to yeah, understand. It doesn't English. require yeah, the like so I English. I was like, no, I pretty much understood what he was saying. I can't boil it down into simpler words. Um, no English accent. Like I wanted like, to sound smarter. Like our beloved director. I'm so smart I can't understand dumb things. Use Latin. I did like that smarty pants man who reviewed the best on Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, he was like monocle and top hat above this movie, but he's like reviewing the disappointment. Best I really thought a movie called Jack Frost would have been. <laughs> he's only thought like three horror movies are good. What did he expect from this Jack? Frost? <laughs> Sorry to go back to him, but what a weirdo that guy was. <laughs> Also, just I don't know how I ended up on the Best Buy page because normally I'd go to Amazon or whatever. But to think that I ended up there and we got the one review for this movie from Kev79 or whatever. It's, the, it's just like the Kev internet has found that's like the best kind of way to find out about this movie. And so it rose to the top and that's yeah. how you picked it. Yeah. Um, the 24-hour curfew gets announced. Um, the... Uh, the f did you notice uh, we talked about a fake punch sound in the in uh sound identity? Yeah, when the kid hits the yeah guy. Yeah, in this one, it had something to do with the FBI agent or something. There was a punch where um, it was matched with a really fakey punch sound, followed by a really fakey, the fakiest like audience. <gasps> oh, I didn't see it. Yeah. Oh man, it was a twofer. The Foley's just guys just going crazy. Having so much well, fun. For some reason, I picture all the post productions still happening up in Big Bear. So they're all in cabins, and like he's just like everyone's gone home, and he's staying for the summer. The Foley yeah. guy, like doing every, he's the editor, he's everything. Well, it's probably the director in Total Fabrication Productions. Yeah, he's hanging out there all together, and then. Um, like in Big Bear style, like their rental is like going to end in like two hours. So they're trying to like quickly wrap up editing and fully work. And it's off season. So there's like no no one there. Yeah. It's like, but we got to get out of here before the snow buddies come up here. They run this goes down. Into the general store. Uh, do you have any film splicing tape? Short ends, please. Emulsion. I need emotion. <laughs> Um, it says a lot. This is um, uh, that the only thing I like loved the most in this movie was when I saw that mini TV VCR combo on the kitchen counter. Yeah. That was nice. That's um, I don't even see that now on like flat screen versions in people's houses, right? Of a VCR? Of, no, in a flat <laughs> the, screen. Like, TV That'd be in the kitchen. I oh, guess yeah. it's up on the wall and people cook while it's they in their fridges now. Oh boy, uh, channel yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, go, go, go. Channel yogurt. We're glad best? we stuck it out. We were going to bail, but man, it paid off. Those suckers that left early can eat my crotch. <laughs> uh, the uh, talk about um, dumb things said. Uh, when that guy blows up Jack Frost and he says, somebody let the cat out or. 
Did you notice that? Yeah, I, I didn't know what the of hell. all the puns you could make about how you killed a snowman, like snow is a pretty word can be yeah. applied to many puns. Yeah. I also didn't like how after they set him on, blew him up with fire, they said, we iced him. It's like, you did the opposite <laughs> of iced him. You flamed him. You're fired. Whatever. Also, it took that. You're fired would have been yeah. perfect. And then it took so long for them to think. Let's use heat on this guy. And that didn't work. <clears throat> oh, ultimately, they had used the... It, that was one of the other tricks it was that you mentioned. Yeah, undone by a joke. <sighs> the When they're killing people, I feel like a, a lot of, if not most, even the great slashes, like Halloween, kind of ignore the thing of like, well, the main person they're after they're killing all these other people. They're wasting their time when they want to get to Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. This it is funny to think about like <laughs> this killer has been writing like ransom he letters in share. jail. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get you back. But he's like wasting time killing random mobs with like Christmas <laughs> trees. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're not even asking what's the story. They're just going, what's the formula here? Right. Yeah. Cause that's, what's annoying about this. I wish they didn't, have any of that cop shit or the ensemble of kooky townsfolk that it's not scary yeah You'd, i wanted it to be uh, as i was watching i like a group of teenagers who get a cabin and they get killed one by one because of jack frost I don't also just it's just a snowman is not inherently I know it's not inherently scary. I get it. Snowmen are cute. And there is something to be said from subverting that, like Chucky mm-hmm. or even Santa Claus. But right. a snowman is so not imposing. It doesn't have a sinister side like a doll does. You're hitting There's the nail right on the head. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't see it anyway, but comedically, and I think they knew that. That's why they're making right. this camp classic from 97. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> I don't know. And then obviously like the tone <gasps> shifts. So, I mean, we can talk about the scene with Shannon Elizabeth only to say like, we don't need to say it's just awful tastes, obviously horrible. But what I read about it was that it wasn't shot that way. Oh yeah. You mentioned this. Okay. So that they just, it was just a murder scene. Like that's so much better, but you know what I mean? <laughs> And they were in the editing bay and the carrot floating in the water. And they're like, you know what this looks like? It's starting to look like this. So they went back and shot a couple of inserts to make it that apparently, according to internet trivia. So it was like post-meditated tastelessness and offensiveness. and Like really going out of their way to make sure at the end there that they... And I think that's when they put in the line like Christmas came early this year, which makes me think like how many movies was this the pre-runner for? Because that's the last line of, of the world is not enough basically. Oh I yeah. Christmas only and what year was that? Year. 99. Okay. I think. Um, so they were yeah. sitting on that for three years. Purvis and Wade, the writers of that <laughs> bond movie were like, we got to build a movie around that. They saw Jack Frost and fell in love with that. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that seems awful. It's I like so, it. It's shot awful, and it like what, the what content, and it get? also makes me think of like, um, like, uh, you ever meet people who like 
all dark humor is like, ha ha ha, yeah. because yeah. Pulp Fiction pulls it off well. Right. They don't have, yeah, they don't get that they don't have the. Yeah. And it's an annoying person to have to like sit next to in class or something, That's but it's exactly like really awful this. when that person has like the capabilities to make a movie and like shoot a scene. And I'm just like, this fucking idiot thinks this is on the level of all the other like juvenile things this movie's been doing and yep. seemingly can't even like distinguish how this is like awful. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why like Michael and Jason to a certain extent, Freddie though, he goes up to the line, like they're the worst fear and evil you could possibly get to, but they rarely ever tread into this territory. I mean, Freddie does a little bit. Yeah, you're right. And then they like actively like, you know, it was like fought over and taken out in Friday the 13th part three, like we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like being killed by a slasher and, or a devil beast or a demon is so far from reality for the most part. Mm -hmm. I know it happens. There are serial killers and stuff, but there's a thrill ride because it's, it's another world. Yeah. This stuff, it's just, not, it's just not, there's no, there's nothing fun about yeah, it, even fun seeing about it, it yeah. fake, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. And this movie, like you said, it's that person that thinks all edginess is funny and fair game and that, oh man. Yeah. It just goes to show you that, like, the movie's showing signs of this kind of judgment all throughout. So it wasn't right. a surprise when it got to this. No, yeah, you're right. There's many times where you're watching and questioning the taste the movie um the um so yeah uh i have only one more yeah note. let's hear it one more note and this is what it is i don't even remember when it was when people are leaving the hardware store the shares going in there's just a guy that walks out with two marshmallows on a stick i saw that guy. i didn't know what the hell that was who's he going uh he's like well my wife has the graham crackers and uh my daughter has the chocolate the s'mores so we can make s'mores. we haven't seen each other in 13 years we loved our s'mores it was the only thing we agreed on uh every christmas yeah that was a little a random huh? yeah. that dude um uh yeah uh, uh um oh i did have a like the, i this isn't like logic flaw or anything but i did think it was like interesting i did like like i said the idea that he can split himself up so when they open up and he's like put himself in the freezer yeah and then they tink him off uh, scrape him off and then put him in their drinks and now he's in their drinks i thought that was all cool um and it kind of reminded me like t2 kind of like yeah the, like he can take different yeah forms but i thought liquid like he metal. burst out of that guy's stomach after drinking him or something like that. yeah that didn't like pay off and it also brought up the weird question of like when he came through the door, I was like, oh, so he split his liquid off. Like he kept a little bit of liquid outside so he could be Jack Frost, but then some of the liquid went up into the ice box. Yeah, they're fast and loose with the science. I mean, the science is sound, but the the filmmakers took some liberties with Correct. That phenomenon that is real. I think that's the way to yeah. think about that. Artistic license. Also around that part of the scene, um, uh, the the boy Tommy, um, he says something like, uh, "Oh, oh, and, and 
Okay, well, we, when he shows up there and he says, it ain't fucking frosty, these are just like some of the worst yeah. non-funny. They're not even trying. I mean, it made me think, like, really appreciate, like, Chucky and Freddy, really, they cracked me up. Yeah. Like, I remember when I LOL'd recently when I watched, like, Welcome to Prime Time, or uh, Bitch. Oh, yeah. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. That, like, blew my mind. Uh, and Chucky's, like, genuinely funny because it's Brad Dorif and he has, like, timing and stuff. Because they also used them right. This one was yeah. every 20 seconds someone was doing a one-liner pun. And, you know, the Bond movies got at their worst when they were doing those every scene, you know? That's why, yeah, when they watched Jack Frost, they were like, this movie's the shit. It's telling that it's the Brosnan <laughs> ones that have the most of those piece of shit lines, yeah. Yeah, when I first heard the one in, like, a Daniel Craig one, I remember kind of being like, Ooh, took my breath away a little bit. Like, Ooh, yeah. what was the, was it in, um, Spectre? Was that the first, like, what was play it? Play on word pun? I, I can't. He's kind of got. Does he have one even in Casino Royale, probably, not right? Not really. It's kind of Skyfall where he says, Last Rat Standing at the end. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah. Skyfall. I was thinking yeah. of the third one. Yeah. And that one's oddly timed because then they have to like ship gears to Judy Dench dying. And it, it, I never liked that line. Yeah. And like then they try to use a pun for when she dies. And he says, um, uh, I smell a real dench in here. And it's like, <laughs> first of all, that's bad. Second of all, you're using her name, not even the characters. And she's going like, I don't have much time. Why are you doing this? Why are you wasting this time? Uh, why is Jack Frost wasting his time killing a mob when he wants to kill this cop? Um, oh, oh, oh. So there's a part where uh, she leaves him, uh, Tommy, and then she goes, uh, he says something like, if I, if I were by himself, out loud, after she leaves, he goes, if I were any more ready, I'd explode. Oh, right? yeah. And I'm like, that's just like one of those things that just isn't only movies. Yeah. And I was thinking about, if you were with your friends, hanging out with your friends, and like you accidentally, like at the end, like she left and you walked in on your friend by himself going out loud. <laughs> if I were any more ready, I'd explode. I would be like, this guy's a loser. <laughs> Just like the biggest loser. I'm not going to be friends with this guy. <laughs> also, how weird would that be? There's so much going on weird here. Why are they breaking into the sheriff's house? Because that was kinky for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. She wanted a. Uh wine next to a fireplace i guess but also like he's like out there outside and he goes we're at the sheriff's house and she goes exactly <laughs> just like i've been dreaming about for years <laughs> is there anything like that in halloween five they want to go like well it's kind of like, like bob the... and linda going yes it feels a bit like that in the first one yeah um uh that's not Linda Ellerby, who plays that character, Linda, right? Who's Linda Ellerby? Um, host of Nick News W5. <laughs> What's Nick News W5? Uh, it was a Nickelodeon show for kids about the news where they would ask the dub five Ws. Who, oh, what, where, when, why. nice. Yeah. Oh. Linda Ellerby, she's pretty Anyway, cool. yeah, that was her. Linda Ellerby, as long as we're talking about it, effectively like, taught me how to put on a condom. Because like in fourth... I grade. Don't know who she is. She did a Nickelodeon special after Magic Johnson uh, was. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, people found out that he was HIV positive, or that he told people that he was HIV positive, and uh, uh, 
she demonstrates for kids how like a condom works and how it's put on and she like holds up two fingers and she rolls the condom down on her fingers wow. and I was like I guess that's what you do then wow. when you um I mean when I have sex eventually I'm or if you're gonna to- explode <laughs> bring it back Tommy if he could have only used Linda Ellis I'm gonna explode <laughs> goo, 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 goo. um uh, I like it when the guy goes, Jack Frost died, the FBI agent, and the scientist who loves him goes, no, Jack Frost changed. <laughs> stupid shit. Um, he goes from liquid to vapor to solid. They the could have explored that way more. Yeah. What about mist? Yeah. What about dew? Dew? Mist? Yes. There's so many different forms of... Uh, Condensation, or what would you call it? The stages of yeah. water? Frost? Yeah. Uh, I like those icicles he was shooting out. I, I did that too. Was I actually good. think the death of Tommy, was that his name? Or what was it? Yeah. Name? The one he gets it through the head and then it pulls out, and then there's like a heartbeat in his <sighs> brain. What was that? I don't know, but that's my best kill, not to spoil it. The, well, I'll tell you my best kill the yeah. axe out of the throat. I truly just like was very delighted by that. Yeah, because it totally Stupid. twisted you. That'd be like if Michael Myers killed someone with a handle of a butcher knife, <laughs> stabbed them with a the handle side, and cut his own hand doing it. Oh my god! If it Halloween ends has a scene like that, <laughs> I'm on there opening day. Um. Yeah. Uh. Oh, the one point where I was like. These jokes are so bad and so thrown in. His head gets cut off and he goes, um, anybody got an aspirin? And then quietly you just kind of hear him go, oh, my head. (laughs) (laughs) They had to get all my head in there. And then the Uh, other thing that I thought was funny was... His head gets cut off again, I guess, and it's like flying through the air. And they only have like a second and a half of his head flying through the air. You don't have to stress him saying something. Oh, I know. He goes, I can see my house from here. Yeah. What? Do you know that old joke? Because his head's high up for that moment. Yeah, man, it kills. Oh, I bet in test screenings that killed. Oh, and then the reveal is that the antifreeze... We find out in that moment at the end, right? It's not like... This is crazy. Though, not that antifreeze kills him, but that the kid was putting antifreeze in the oatmeal. And he knew it was wrong because the way he presents it to the dad at mm-hmm. the end, he goes, uh, no, uh, I did it because I wanted it to be, I don't want them to get cold. No, that kid is... But you're in your voice, you're saying like, I know it could have killed yeah. you. He's Munchausening by proxy, his dad. That dad who accused him of his son killing his son in the sled, he was right. Yeah, he that was kid's right. nuts. That's also, the real Jack Frost. What a 90s haircut that kid oh, had, right? Yeah, that no buffalo kidding. butt. Like, <laughs> buffalo butt. <laughs> I mean, in 1995, my school picture is that. I mean, that kid's is way better. Cause no, I bet yours was because his is like so stringy and thin. Gorley. I bet you had No, a it doesn't help my school picture that I'm like full on awkward years point. Oh. But- my hair is wavy. So that it makes like, it better. No, no, no. Cause it goes up like a little like curl, like a, like a yak, like horn? wings, like that's flying what I nun had wings above my ear. This haircut in like 94. 
And mine does it. I have really straight hair, but mine in the back flips up like Jackie O. Like basically I have a natural Jackie O flip when my hair goes Well, it doesn't help when you wear that pink dress with the pillbox. It doesn't hurt. Hey, uh, that's true. Uh, Yeah, the, uh, (laughs) she, uh, or she, uh, the, but that's what I wanted when I was doing the, yeah. Mid part was your hair. Oh, I'd look oh, at Kurt see, Cobain. I and I'm yours. like, how does he? It's, he it's, has it straight. He doesn't have this. It's grass is always greener. Yeah. <laughs> if Jack Frost taught us anything, you wanted Kurt Cobain. I wanted Balthazar Getty. Oh my god. Um. Last thing I think I'll say. Oh, I like the last shot of the smoking bubbling green antifreeze buried underground. I just thought that was like a cool little yeah. horror genre ingredient. Uh, but the, um, not ingredient, who cares? Uh, what? Um, it was just a cool ending. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, we've already had three resurrections essentially. So that one left me a little cold, like, Oh, he's not dead. I never would have seen it coming. Uh, and something I wanted to, hang our hat on as we're talking about that or think about while we're watching these Christmas movies, they really have it at their disposal. Public domain Christmas songs yeah. sung slow yeah. and sinister. Yeah. That I bet every Christmas movie you watch would have one of those. This movie could have used more cause that music and the sled murder and also like the like blues rock music during the Shannon Terrible. Elizabeth scene is so weird. Cause it's not even like, anything she'd listen to in the nineties, you know? No, I, that's what I thought too. Like when she's like blow dryer. Oh, also. Yeah. So when she's blow dryer hair, she's just listening to this generic rock. Yeah. Uh, at least making like a pop song or yeah, something. It was weird. Um, that ultimate. So cringy when all of them have their like dumb hair dryers oh, and are like, Who, yeah. why'd you choose this? Yeah. Why'd you choose this movie, Matt? <laughs> I did. When you knew it ended with that corny part with them all holding hair dryers like it's I badass. I chose this only thinking it was Michael Keaton. That's and true. our buddy Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, that's and, uh, true. Yeah. Well, should we rate this thing? Now, I thought because we were comparing this to our experience during Halloween, Zombie 1 and Zombie 2, I'd give what scores we gave those movies. Please, that's now, a good frame ha- of reference. Halloween 1 remi- remains my ultimate baseline for the for the floor of this rating system. I gave it a zero out of 13. Holy Catoli. You gave it a three out of 13. Hmm. Rusty. Halloween two. I gave a one. You gave a four. Okay. Gosh. I wonder if I've ever dipped below four. I don't think I, maybe the shark movie. I. Oh yeah. And then for, um, silent night, deadly night, I gave it a 4.5. You gave it a 7.5. I suck. I'm no better. Uh, I'm going to give this a one. I did say I would rather watch it than. So 14. Oh my Lordy. Uh, No, I'd rather watch Halloween two. I think maybe than this. So let's say uh, three and a half. I should have made, I should have done what you did and made the zombies the baseline. Well, you can always go back and change it. Yeah. Maybe when we do the um, George Lucas special editions of our podcast yeah. and we go back and yeah. you know, add some uh, uh, 
do backs. So, <laughs> I'm so curious. I know we're ending on a high but mellow note with mm-hmm. Eyes Wide Shut. I'm yeah. so curious if we're going to have three stinkers in a row with this Christmas Evil. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, we, we've we never really seen many of these. And we're saving Black Christmas right. for the big holiday run at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make the holiday run feel special. Oh, I was going to say, I thought of another run that uh, we once discussed, but when we've discussed like runs, yeah. <laughs> the runs that we uh, could do. Um, it's just to remind us yeah. not to say to do it next at all. I'm just saying, um, yeah, what let, let remind us of the, along with the two furs and what were the other ones? Uh, holiday run, maybe a Stephen King. That's what I was going to oh, say. Oh yeah. Yeah. We Stephen should definitely King, do that. Stephen King. Oh, that'll be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny that I was like, you know what? We would never even be top of mind for you, Gourley. I'll say it. You're wrong. <laughs> what? Step hen King. Stepping King. Stepping King. Well, Gosh, we made it through. We all did it together as a family. We did. We did. Um, Jack Frost can eat my crotch. That's the new with Gorley and Russ catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. Eat we, my crotch. We, yeah, if we make little dolls of us and you pull our string and we say that. Yeah. And then by the end, it starts getting a little warbled. It's like, <laughs> then an older sibling like tells a younger sibling, he used to say, eat my crotch. Oh, no way. What? Does mom know? She thought crotch was a kind of a casserole. <laughs> What's for dinner tonight? Cheese crotch. Oh, that reminded me of the kids in the stovetop commercials are always trying to figure out a way to eat, trick their families so they can eat more stovetop. Yeah. Do you remember that commercial? Yeah, I think so. Because uh, it would be like, when you having dinner, Kevin? Oh, yeah. Eight o'clock. I'm oh, having mine right. at six thirty. Yeah. Like, and he licks his lips like I can eat more stovetop. I'm a monster. <laughs> um, I always thought like one of those times is really weird. Like the family that eats at eight. Yeah. Or I was always like, uh, <laughs> are you in a family of serial killers? I think that was my family. Not when my Watch parents it on were stove together. Top at 8 like, PM. When they were separated, it was like. How are we going to figure out dinner? I Lucky you, because that means later bedtime. I guess, but think of all the digestion issues. Alone. I know. Did you, what was your, um, we can end on this if you'd like. Yeah. Because it sort of has a, it's the cap of a day. Mm. What was your like, um, and it's, it's kind of cozy. Yeah. What was your like late night thing to watch in like junior high, high school, you're you're shifted down for the day. Was that a movie or did you like watching a a talk show? I was like late junior high and high school. I had a TV in my room. I had a black and white TV. Right. So I would watch, you know, primetime TV because I didn't have a VCR oh, in my room until like, I think until I was like a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. Then I had a VCR, but I would watch primetime TV 10 to 11 was the tough hour because there wasn't anything good on it. was a lot news. of news. So I, I think at the time I would watch reruns of Merv Griffin were on. Wow. And then at 11 to 11.30, a local channel would run Carson Comedy Classics, which was just the sketches. Yes. And that's then I would I watch wondered when I was a kid. Carson. I didn't know they did that. And I watched Carson, then I watched Letterman. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's great. What about you? Um, Jack Frost. <laughs> Did it nightly if I was in such denial when I was like, I don't read. 
Can't wait to force it. I haven't it. seen this movie, uh, but I watched it nightly all through high school. Um, mm, oh, when I was like seven to eleven, maybe it was Cheers reruns. Yeah. You'd get like two oh, Cheers yeah. from oh, like, yeah. and that was a really nice buffer for the ten to eleven. <sighs> Lucky time because that those are lonesome hours it was a no man's land of oh saturday nights watching saturday night live as a kid when you had to wait from 11 to 11 30 was just like what am i doing with myself why am i wasting a half hour of my wake up energy on this shit i know it was miserable (laughs) also local news doing reports on how high schoolers are like doing in sports i don't know did your local news did this no because you know they would always be like High school students are, don't know what to watch at this very moment because they're just waiting for <laughs> No, it would just be like highlights of football high school. Oh, no, that just seems... never. I think L.A. was too big. Yeah, of course. That. They have like three professional teams to choose to discuss yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it would be like so-and-so sort of. Also, by the way, he's 16 and we're losers. <laughs> <laughs> we're grown adults talking about how high schoolers played sports yeah that is a weird phenomenon in small towns that that even the grown-up families like follow that shit it's like why don't they get all beefed up about the high school plays yes like are you going to opening night it's also just so Tuxes. it's like baffling as the older you get when you realize how other things are important <laughs> like you, you, you flash back on it and I was like wait you were as a, an adult putting makeup on your face to go cheer on teenagers for you and your glory and you don't even have a kid at that school <laughs> you didn't even go to that school yeah you just moved into town two months ago because you were you? a fan <laughs> oh my god I'm a guy I'm oh, that's cross like a country beautiful Mr. Show sketch yeah. like a mockumentary about the guy <laughs> Because <laughs> he heard good things. Yeah. Uh, a, a shitty Mr. Show sketch, but a, a Mr. <laughs> Show sketch nonetheless. Um, well, Matt, thank you. Uh, I think this was the best movie we've gotten to watch. Way no better doubt. than Halloween or Friday the 13th Part 2. I agree. The original Nightmare on Elm Street. I agree. I think that covers it for another week. Wait. Oh, better than Alien 2. Not Aliens. Alien 2, yeah. Right. But I do call Aliens Alien 2. You're right. That's funny. Hey, doesn't Don't Stop or Will Die have a new album out? Oh, hey, hey, hey. December 10th. Um, It'll it'll be out, yeah. It's coming out. Thanks. Uh, thanks exciting. for bringing that up, buddy. Yeah. Remind me when we record the episode of that week, we'll tack cool. another little song on there if you want. Well, people could go to the band camp right now and uh, you can listen to two tracks uh, uh, when you uh, pre-order the album. And they're a collection of our songs from yeah, our Song of Week podcast. That's great. Uh, Lives of Leisure. That's a good title. Ooh, it's hard sometimes finding titles that haven't been used yet for albums. But Lives of Leisure hadn't been used yet. Yeah, we were we're finishing up our album. We finally Ooh. decided on a title name. I guess I can. Can say you say it? it? Yeah. Fun. Honey on the Hi Fi. Oh my God, that's perfect. It's, it's a lyric in one of the songs. I love know? Honey on the Hi Fi. That is good. It's a. It's also a descriptor of the sound. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's a. <laughs> it has it all. I can't wait for that. Do you know when you guys might have that out? We were hoping December, but I think we want to try to play a show and with the mm-hmm. baby and all. And, and it's done. Mixing just oh. finished. It's about to be mastered. The artwork's right done. Um, in fact, I can just... Please, let me see. 
Sneeko Pico here. Uh, yeah, our artwork was uh, based on the um, the electrical parades at Disneyland. Oh, I know. It's yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> oh, uh, Chris Van Arstelen did them for us. Holy crap. That's the back. So this is, wait, here it is. You did a cool like little front back. Yeah. Game. Oh my gosh. This album cover rules. Oh, thanks. Holy moly. It's, Can I t- describe yeah, it? For sure. you? It's a honeycomb speaker with bees on it. And just a giant picture of Jack Frost. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those, uh, you move around. The lenticular, it, yeah. yeah it, it goes from the proper album cover to, now that would be amazing. Uh, Loco H um, has an album cover that was like a guy headbanging his long hair. Very cool. Like he would move his head? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, check out uh, Lives of Leisure. Yeah, or lives of leisure. <laughs> lenticular. Yes, yeah, what it changes. What's audio lenticular? Like iconic and echoic. It probably is like the um, when people hear the word, that's... Um, A homophone? It's like shamer jibu. And then they're like, what did you hear? I heard short trombone. Oh my God, Wait, I does heard, that have a name? I heard short penguin, or it'd be a different word than short. That has Is that a phenomenon that has a name? I don't know. I, I'm saying it should have a name. Yeah, it should. But what is that phenomenon? Where I don't know. Did I've never heard of that phenomenon. But you know that thing, like in, the internet will do it. It'll be like, listen to this sound. It'll be like, tankam bomb. And then people go like, I heard this, I heard that. And it's completely, it's like just the like- the blue dress, but- Yeah, but for oh, audio. I've never heard of that. Um, I think our entire podcast, you can like run it through a program. So it's just all that, like just <laughs> different- Give it a shot. You can listen to it in different ways. <laughs> oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Christmas Evil, right? Christmas Evil. Uh, next week, Christmas um, Dr. Evil. Oh, my God. That, they got to make that. <laughs> oh, my God. They got to make that. Gortley, let's start writing that. Okay, we'll use that in our off time between these movies. We don't have the rights to it, but we'll go assume we do. It'll be so good that we'll put it at Mike Myers' doorstep and he'll just... It's just on the title. Thank you. Yeah. Well, stay cool, dude. Stay frosty, <gasps> Jack. Bye. For more Gorley and Rust content, head over to patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust to get episodes ad-free and a whole week early, plus monthly mailbag episodes and feature-length watch-along film commentaries of your favorite horror classics. That's patreon.com slash with Gorley and Rust. Email us at withgorleyandrust at gmail.com and your questions might be featured on a future mailbag episode. With Gorley and Rust theme song by me, Matt Gorley, and performed by Townland. You can find us on Instagram as Townland Band, as well as Paul's fantastic band at Don't Stop or We'll Die. And why not rate and review with Gorley and Rust on Apple Podcasts? It'll help us grow the show and keep us trucking through the Jasons and the Michaels, the Leatherfaces and the Chuckies, the Aliens and the Ken. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.